Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. It's that time of the week again. The Rugby League Rant, fifth and last. Put on your headgear, chuck in your mouth guard, and get ready for an hour of nothing but NRL talk. And the Origin Series is over. We have lost already. No surprises. Tipped in game one, tipped in game two, caught at the start of the year. Same old mistakes, same old stuff. And then from the round on the weekend, our fantastic representatives, our leaders, Greg Bird, Paul Gallon, Robbie Farr. Robbie Farr, fair enough, had a concussion. He got pulled out. But I also think Jason Taylor would have had something to do with that. Greg Bird led the by getting sin-binned. Uh, Paul Gallon wasn't too bad, but yeah. Pretty pretty ordinary, my friend. At least we weren't there to see it this time. So we, uh, oh. I sat on the lounge and got a little bit angry. But after that, I just flicked something else on and my anger subsided to a degree. Um, look, it was a game we're in and we competed in. Uh, and if we played like that in game one, I tend to think we probably would have got away with the result. Game one, obviously, was a series. We said that before. A ball was even kicked. We had to win that game. Uh, disappointing in the fact that I'm going to be going along to game three and it's a dead rubber. It is a different feel. Anyone that tells you, you know, it's the same thing or whatever, it's not. It's still origin, but who's, it's not, you know, it's not It's not the same as a decider. Who's coming along now and how likely are they to come? Come along, who are we talking it's about? It's origin with you. They're not with me not being there. Big Shawnee's coming. Oh, that's all right. He'll enjoy it. He, Big Shawnee. He's from England. He's probably never seen it. He's never seen an origin, so right. he's pretty excited. Yeah. I'm on school holiday, so there may be a few ales sunk. It'll be more the uh, yeah. extracurricular activity, not, the, not so much the game. Well, let's so. be honest. We had this combo, and you said you're going to miss Origin 3, and I said, yeah, I don't think we're going to have, we have to worry about it. Well, that's come true, unfortunately, yeah. as sad as it is. But I'll be in Amsterdam, so no complaints here. Happy days. Uh, yeah. Just for everybody there, I think we mentioned it right at the start. We basically haven't talked about it since... This week and next week, and then I'm Gonski's. I'm going to Europe uh, for about five episodes. We're going to miss five episodes, yeah. So Boxhead's going to be wingmanned oh. by Gossip and MG for a couple of weeks. He's going to take. And I'm going to get on a. I might get on a couple of people from footy, have a chat, get on a whoever I can. Yeah, just plug things, mix in. it up a little. Um, but yeah, for five weeks you'll have a, a break from my voice. But it, then again, it, you, most of you out there didn't know the difference between me and Brock. After a couple of years, we had to clarify so, that no, a bit of ping pong. So. Well, you're you're the one that bloody talks seventy five percent of the time. Yeah, but yeah, things hopefully flow nice. But we'll start things off as we Are you still going to listen, mate, from Amsterdam? Hell no. Hell no. <laughs> He's going to brush us for five weeks. You, you think I'm going to be listening while I'm Excellent. going to 15, 16 countries? I'm going to be. You should, mate. Off tap. That's what I'm going to be. Excellent. Uh, fast five. Best, worst, high, low. Any questions? Who was your best? Oh, well, the Sharkies. Made it 11 in a row. Um, outstanding effort. Uh, that was, you know, I thought the best. Um, and the Bulldogs, I thought they opened up their attack. About yeah. time. And. Um, Individually, I thought Nathan Ross's try. Yeah. What a cracker. The Ross dog. It was good. It was very good. I had two individuals and a team. I had Jason Tamalola. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he was good last night. Just ridiculous. It's unfair. 
he, he shouldn't be allowed to play. Yeah. He should have to go run into tanks in an army base or something. Oh, he's literally, he doesn't belong on a football field with human beings. He's no. too good. Mick Innes, Mick Innes, try, assist, try. Again, I thought he had a cracker. He should have been origin. I'm still angry about it. Um, mm. He's in great form. He has been ever since he got to the Sharks and 47 tackles to boot. And I like the, the post-try celebration, the selfie snap. Yeah, that was right. A few people gave a bit of stick and I was like... Why? I, it, it, usually, post-try celebrations take the piss out of someone. That took ah, the piss out of no one no, but Mick Ennis. No problem with it. No. Good fun. Outstanding. And my highlighted team was the Dogs as best, like you said. They did exactly what I wanted. All the big boys, 200-plus and both start throwers. T-Rex, because it's contract time, as they always do, he's decided he's going to run over people. Sam Cassiano's running over people. Clemmer ran over people. Yeah. If you're going to recruit that way, play that way. I've said that last couple of years. That forward pack should be doing that on a weekly basis. That's that's the, their go. That establishes their yep. game. We know their halves are not too creative, but if you generate ruck speed, they can play off the back of quick play the balls, shift early like they did, and I really like the left edge of Rona Morris. That was very nice to watch. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, they were my best. Who was your worst? Well, probably rolling on the back of that, Brisbane. Brisbane. Uh, they're in a bit of a hole defensively. Their uh, their steals obviously in uh, some serious gone. question. Intent is very low. There were some pushover tries, really yeah. soft stuff, um, and just from a Attitude you know an injury well an injury perspective, Nathan Davis's injury was horrendous. Yeah, um, I think he's been. I don't think he's played great footy, but um, he's you know. That no one wishes an injury like that nah. on a player, and uh, it's sad because I think he was getting better. Um, he's been hot and cold, but he's yeah. for a guy who's come from Parramatta with some potential, playing probably first grade without playing too much cup. I thought he's done pretty good. Yeah, he has. He's a big human being. That's probably the one. He, he's, he's got the first grade before he was a first grader, but mm. he's had to learn his craft. But there's a lot of players at the Titans um, and Doing those that. sort of those yeah those bottom six sides. I mean, that have to do that from time to time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> My worst was the Broncos as well. I, similar to what you said, I thought they were flat. Uh, they got bullied. They're very negative coming out of yardage. I've talked about that before. Fifth tackle options, poor. There's not a whole lot that I like about Brisbane at the moment, and then to turn things around. Yeah. There's time, and they bank some wins early. But again, falling out of top four, week one, could be a hindrance. Because a team like Canberra, if again, I know it was garbage time, some of the tries they got last time, but if you fall into the bottom half and play Canberra and Canberra or somebody like that, if they do drop some wins, that's not good. Mm-hmm. You're not looking very, uh, you know, thankful to be winning a comp and then have to find your way to week three where you're probably going to play the Sharkies or the Cowboys yeah. up there. Like there's or Melbourne and Melbourne. There's well, the no thing that positive. I like about Brisbane at the moment is that I think everyone would openly acknowledge that they haven't played their best football yet. No. Whereas I think Melbourne, Cronulla, and even the Cowboys have showed glimpses of their best football. So, I mean, for Brisbane, if they are capable of reaching the heights that they did last year, it's obviously going to be at the right end of the year. So that excites me. Um, but otherwise, I mean, if this decline continues, they'll finish in the bottom of the eight um, and they'll probably be cannon for to come the finals because we, we all know how tight the competition is and how hard it is to win four in a row, particularly in the bottom eight on the road. Yeah, well, they're, they're in a position right now. They only need three more wins basically to qualify for the eight. But to be a top four chance, they need to pull their finger out pretty soon. Yeah. Um, that's starting to slip away a little bit. What was your highlight? I, th- I thought Origin 2 was a highlight. I, I really enjoyed the game. I thought it was um, open. I didn't think New South Wales had any complaints um, in terms of refereeing no, or whatever. crap after the game. Oh, the yeah, just, look, again, I, I thought excuses. that the game... I thought Queensland were outstanding. Every time we sort of hit them with a punch that could rock them, they'd respond. Yeah. Uh, they're just a champion side. And then... The thing that I, I was probably the biggest highlight of the week is just how hard they are to hate. I, they're so hard to hate. In, in years gone by, 
Queensland have always had a villain. I mean, Wally Lewis, Beetson, uh, and you could go to Gordon Tallis, those sort of blokes. But tell me the real villain, like the real... I mean, Justin Hodges was probably a bit of a villain. Yeah, but there's, is, no, there's no real grub in that side. They are the so point, classy. Like I said, the last couple of weeks, and people out there may agree, they may not agree, um, but our leaders compared to theirs. Yeah, it's just the example of where we're heading. We've yeah. had Bird... Gallon, Farrell, that's our core. So you've got a bloke who's not wanted by his own club coach and supposedly runs things. Gal, you know, up and up and down, let's not paint. I think he's a great player, but I think he is selfish, what they're talking about in all regards. And Greg Bird, the touchy the other week and the whinging and the diver and then getting binned on the weekend, yeah, that's, that's our leaders of our next think, generation. Uh, a really uh, good mate of mine and a smart rugby league man said, the game's gone past their antics. Oh, and I think, I think he's spot on. And, uh, you know, I think... The game is where we passed our antics two or three years ago, to but be fair. Compare those leaders again. Let I me mean, flip the other side. People hate Cameron Smith because he's I such don't, a good I player. I don't hate yeah, Cameron Smith. Yeah, but people do hate him. They literally hate him. Yeah, they hate him because he's good. Exactly. but Which is fine. But as I just a think leader, he's, yeah, he's and off a Corey Parker, and a Cooper Cronk, and a Jonathan Thurston, and just everyone Look, in and don't get song. me wrong. There were times during the game where Cameron Smith was lying in a rut. Oh, 100%. And he was he holding it. down a little bit longer. He does it but. You know, if you can get away with He's it... He's the best at it, be, if, if he was wearing a New South Wales jersey doing it, we'd yeah. be applauding him. So Don't, don't be bitter, though. Be better. No, they they winch around the ruck. I he, just he owns the ruck. Everything that they did, they, they didn't... They just did it with a real class. Yeah. Uh, Corey Parker, well done, last game in, in Queensland. I just saw all the off... Like, they had the Sam Thiday stupid comment after game one, which was blown out of proportion. It was nah, dumb. PC but it didn't, yeah, it didn't happen. It, you know, they kept the bloody microphone away from him, which was a good thing. But they just—it was all class. They're, they're a great side, and eleven out of uh, or ten out of the last eleven speaks for itself. And in terms of, I mean, Australian sporting history, it's going to be right up there. I mean, I heard some people on the weekend comparing it to, you know, NBA and overseas sports. We need need to put it into context. It's a three-game series, obviously, so it's easier to win in, you know. But it's at the elite level of the game. Um, you get a chance. Obviously, only one of two teams wins it every yeah. year, but it's never been done. It's unprecedented. It, it's in the same when, league. When they I compare guess. it internationally, though, no one else is going to compare it's it. We're not an international it's game. Stupid. Really, yeah. we want to be, but we're not. Yeah, but I mean, so, you're comparing it to NBA or, NBA or NFL, but they're the same. They're not international games. Within either. terms of rugby league, Origin was even at one point. Tries, minutes, all this kind yeah. of stuff. Like I remember every year, Gus was bringing up. We're even on games, we're even on this and that. Not anymore. We're not. About ten years. The last ago. ten years have just destroyed it. Absolutely. It was one for one. All the time. And look, I, I can't so wait until we potentially have a run which oh, gets anywhere we're, near. We're going to need a fairly hefty run um, or two, two or three good runs around them, only jagging one or two to ever get it back to what it was. Yeah, um, ten years is, is a long time. So no, I just that, that was my heart. I, I thought they were outstanding and they deserved their win. My best out of that game wasn't so much the result, but it was we were proven right that the young blokes needed to be put in. Frizzell was probably our best player. He was our best two, player. And Bird's you know, off the bench, he was better than half the other blokes on the field as well. I so. thought the two most impactful players for New South Wales were those two. And the statement, I don't know if they're ready and I don't want to throw them in. He himself, Laurie Daly, got thrown in 94 when he probably wasn't ready. You don't know if you're ready. But if you're playing good no, enough, you deserve to be there. 94, he retired, I think, didn't he? Uh, oh, no, 94. 94, he didn't retire. No, no, that was Meninga retired in 94. I was talking about when he played Origin for the first time. He, he didn't play 94. Been. Was that his first year? I'm pretty uh, sure he uh, played back 91. God knows when it was, but I'm just saying, whatever year it was, I was barely born. So it but he's younger. he was a youngster. But he got thrown in before his time, and he's the one shooting off again. Oh, Look, I think this. we've got a real backward mentality. We, we, could, we, could have a, we could really have a podcast and talk about it for an hour. 
Look, I, I think, personally, my opinion, Laurie Daly should be sacked. Yeah. He shouldn't have another crack. No. He's gone one from four. I think this year most people would acknowledge that he picked the wrong team. I'm going he managed simple. his interchanges poorly. Uh, we had two games at home, and we've still lost the series. If, I, he, I think he has to go. if he is not using game three to prepare for our future, he's gone. No, he's going to do it to try and win and save his own ass. He should be gone. But see there, the, and you, you're spot he's on here. He's not saving our ass. He's setting us back I'm, get, I'm getting that's to why that. He deserves to in get the pump. fact that he thinks he's going to save his ass because he thinks that side's going to win or close, getting closer to a win was the line. But I think he'd be much better doing it both ways, doing what we want, and which I think is best thing for the team. Best thing, like if, best he, if he bloods, bloods the youth and we win, he'll, he'll get another stick. He should. You should, but, he, but he won't. I don't even care about him getting another stint. They should take it out of his yeah, hands. Yeah, but what I'm saying is if, if he wins this game, Blood's a, a group of young players, him he's going to be a much better chance, in my opinion, to retain his job. It's only him at Fulton. And I know Gus said he doesn't want to coach New South Wales. I'd be happy he if should he be doing. He should be doing up. the Fulton job. He should be this... Oh, Christ. The pair of them two. Sack both of them. Jesus yeah. Christ. I think the game's gone past Bob, oh, obviously. Past. He was doing I mean, the manly rebuild this year, too. And I, that was my How's next point. Nate Miles, great boy. He's uh, he had a big hand in the uh, the manly rebuild, and look, they may come good in a year or two. I just I don't I also don't like the fact he's got a finger in both pies. Yeah. I, look, I think Gus has got enough on his plate at Penrith, but once he you know once a year, slides out of that, that no, but once he slides out of that job, I'd be really really happy for him to take he over. Could, he should be the bloody chairman of the New South Wales rugby. He could manage easily to be a selector there. Like, yeah. there's and no, look, there's this, this goes back science. to my argument that I think either. Trent Robinson or um, Craig Bellamy should be coaching the team. The, I think they're our best the New selection South side of things, though. People make it out to be rocket science. Half of them are very obvious every year. But it's what these little, me, it's these critical decisions that needed to be made after again. It's not a hard decision after losing nine of the last ten. Now ten of the last eleven. Look, I think we all Cut acknowledge the fact and start again. Yeah, we all acknowledge that they're they're the better side, right? They're, they've got a better culture. So we need to find a point of difference. Firstly, you need to pick players. That are going to suit our style of play. We we just fall in love with what like we, we pick a utility because they pick a utility. Yeah, all, we all we pick side. our side based on what they're going to do. A point of difference to me would be righto. So outside, what can I control that's going to give me a point of difference? And the coach is number one for me. I think we've just got that totally wrong. And but even again, he's never coached a club side are, in his life. We're obsessed does. with trying to win. But these guys are losing. But on the flip side of it, this is what no one's waking up to. They're all in their thirties. They're not going to be they playing are. on the future. No, I agree. There's better kids. They're all going. But we want to win. I want to win too. I'd rather lose for two more years though, and have young twenty-year-olds that are good to go like they did. But they, who, they lost four or five. You watch that game, and you watch as you said back to your original point. What Frizzell and Bird did. We're not going to lose. Just put them in. We're not going to lose yeah, because they're do, better than the ones we've if got. If we do, it's probably for a year, and then we're sweet. See, I don't think we, I don't think we will. And then even again, because and now next year the whole. Rhetoric next year will be oh well we've got the two games in Queensland so we're really going to struggle like we should have won that game yeah. we can win in Queensland that's that's Hogswatch you know, I, I get the other bit as well everyone's like we don't have the spine I get that too we went through ten halves that we talked about and you could have picked any of them oh, it's, it's been a bit of an aberration this we, year we have enough around that though for me to be able to win but we just won't pick the other bits and pieces like they were hesitant on Bird hesitant on Brazil Wade Graham's had to wait a lifetime then he finally got picked he got suspended well look at the top, Lua, top they're the going top. oh we don't know if we want Leilua I want Leilua I'd rather put all those bits and pieces in because we're going to have a hell of a lot of a better chance than what we keep picking. Look, I think we, we both acknowledge that your spine is the most important element of your side and you look at the top four of the competition at the moment and you've got Brisbane, Cowboys, Sharks and Melbourne and the predominant, uh, you know, 
predominantly those players from Melbourne, Brisbane, and the Cowboys are all Queenslanders. Well, there's so that's why they've got a they've two. Got a, and and we picked Maloney, and I think we both agree that you know I I agreed with the decision to pick Farrah in game one. There's twelve Queensland and players between those three sides. In hindsight, you wanted Ennis for game one. In I hindsight, I was I was wrong. Because Michael Ennis, and I did acknowledge that Michael Ennis was a form nine. I've got that wrong. That would have been a... But I would have made the change for game two. Laurie didn't. I thought Farrell was sensational for the first 10 or 15 minutes. But after that, you know, I think he, Queensland woke up to it. Um, and we started to play a little bit sideways again. But I, I just look at it and I think, well, we don't really have that much to pick from. I mean, if you flipped it to New South no. Wales and said, but we had the three top teams in the NRL running around You're with really strong spines... And we're not picking them. Then we've got a problem. Your spine is import, the most important part, sure, but you still need the supporting cast. And I still don't think we put the right no, cast around who we've got to maximise them as well. If you want Reynolds' kicking game to be at the forefront, get a decent nine who's just going to dish your football, defend well, push with the big pack, and then give him a strike. Early ball to someone like Leilua is a positive for a half. Or when Cordner was there, good, good back yeah. row. Jackson's a lock. He's not a back row. He played well again. But we've said the same thing. You need your back row to do what Frizzell came on and did first carry. Bulldoze a bloke, get a penalty, backed up on a try. That's just little but I things look at that it, help our sport. I look at it and think that I pick my spine first and then I put players around them that are going to compliment. Exactly. Or it but make, I don't think make we, them better I don't think we select that way. No, we don't. We just pick for the sake of picking, basically, and we give up on any prospect or anyone who's got a hope. In too and much the, well, the loyalty line was... was <laughs> Yeah. You know, basically our philosophy heading into this series and it's bitterness in the arse and, you know, if they're going to pick them again. And I, to be fair, part of me just thinks we'll pick the same. It was hypocritical, and, hypocritical last year. They go, oh, Lewis's time is done. Lewis has been playing better than Bird and all the rest of look, it. Look, I, I, I think, and, and the, probably the only other line of conversation out of the game was, should Paul Gallen get a farewell? I think he should. Yeah. I, I think Gallen deserves a farewell, but I don't think any other senior player there deserves a farewell. I think Gallen does. No, I think they all deserve I think Gallen's played if they, really good footy for New South if Wales. If they really cared about New South Wales, they'd be stepping down or getting out of the way right now instead of going, oh, I want to be there for game three. But my argument would be... Forget I, your $30,000 think... $30, paycheck and the eight to $10,000 in super and whatever else, and sure, you've done a job. You haven't won. If you want to help yeah, us I out, that. those three sports should but be he did. But he did captain us to a series. I, I, I think, think all those deserves... blokes played in that series, so that's like I get justifying that. No, that no, no, I get that, but no, I don't think so. He's played much better football over a consistent He's been good during, period of time for us. He should be picked, and I, you know, I'd play him in the front row, and I wouldn't pick uh, David, uh, wouldn't pick David Clemmer, and I wouldn't pick Aaron Woods. I, I think they've both been ordinary, and I said that after game one. I didn't want him in the side um, for game one. I, uh, yeah, we've, we've just gone well off in our fast five. There's basically an origin review. Yeah, that's fine. That. We won't go back to it, but um, I'll give full credit to Queensland just finishing things off. Thurston Smith, in particular. Really put the choke on a Smith as he always does. He picks a time in the game where he's going to dictate with his kicking. He did. Thurston's kick for Gagai. The repeat set where he got off Moylan. Just a few little plays second half. He went next level. Mm-hmm. Um, that was the big thing. Kicking game, repeats, assists. We gave them a couple of seven tackle sets. Our young players were the best players on the field. That's the big thing to take out of this. We just refused to pull the pin and we were proven right. Just yeah. pull the pin already. Stop. Uh, yeah. Oh, well, low light. Low light. What was yours? New South Wales' decisions before this game. We've just gone all on about it. Yeah, okay. Well, mine, mine's just the fact that we've got a dead rubber. The whole series. I, hate, I just hate a dead rubber. I hate it. I love it. There's nothing better than a decider, nothing worse than a dead rubber. Um, and for me, I said it before the game, just in our preview, 
the thing that kills us is our discipline. Just our when we give away penalties, leaders as well. When we make errors, that rubs off. It's just absolute stupidity. Piggybacking them down the field, shooting ourselves in the foot, just bad. Absolute low light. Mm. And like I said, let's wrap it up. We don't men- have to talk about Origin anymore now. They're mentoring our next generation, though, and I can see it already because rubbed we're, off. We're going to record next Sunday. The sides picked Monday. I'll be on a plane. So, there you go. There you go. You won't have to worry about it, mate. Uh, Questions. I had New South Wales clean out for game three, but we've just talked about that. Well, my questions all probably were answered there. There was a few points I wrote about about it. Let's answer some things. Tedesco has to be in there. That's the other thing I was going to have. And the other one I'm going to throw out there just because it annoyed me on the weekend. Benji stay at the Dragons. I know you want him to, but honestly. No, no, no. I don't want him to. No, but you think. I, I thought that he. I, I, I think he deserves more than 300k that they're offering him. I, I personally think he, 400k would be a fair well, they offered 350 price for me. He hasn't really played that well, I, I think. So. I didn't like the way that he laughed and giggled about, you know... Yeah. Oh, that's He's supposed to be humble, apparently. The fact is that his form for 75% of this year doesn't warrant that price. Yeah. Um, My big thing, after the weekend... Played, as you said, you played Newcastle. New South Wales Cup side. People are calling for him now to definitely deserve a contract. Anyone out there that takes anything from what someone's done against Newcastle, give yourself a triple. Let's just leave it at that, shall Amen. we? Amen. Any questions from you? No, well, we've answered most of them. Let's, let's get into the things. We'll do the fair ones before we do the reviews. All right. So, what have we got? We'll start with a Twitter. Michael Johnson, does Tedesco finally get picked? Should He should be. He should get picked. Definitely. And if, if they don't want to get... He, he was the best player before the series started. He got injured. That's the only reason he didn't get picked. Yeah. The series has gone on, on the now. flip, though, honestly, there's one bloke who stands out like dog's balls. It's Blake Ferguson, I think. If you are not willing to part ways with Moylan because he's played the two games, no, you I want to find I'd, a way I'd to get... stick with Moylan. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. If you want to find a way to get Tedesco in, and can you have both? Yes, you can. Of course can. you can. You put him on the wing, and I tell you what, I was disappointed with Moylan because I thought he was a facilitator instead of running the football, which is what you need. Tedesco will run the football. So if he doesn't want to carry the football back and you've got him back well, there on kick return, that's Tedesco, to me, is just an absolute no-brainer. Mate, he it's is... It's a no-brainer. One of these points of difference If again. you put him in the side, he's our best player in our top five. He would be. 100%. He'd you know, be the best... Wing I'll centers. put it this way. In that spine, he'd be the best player in the spine. He's the best player he in would the be. spine. Yep. Easily. Agreed. I have no qualms saying that. I yep. don't care. Agreed. He's better than our spine. Agree. So that's what makes it so ridiculous to me that he hasn't in game two. And how bad Ferguson was. He didn't deserve his Australian jersey, let's be honest. We he's been, he's, Ferguson's been dogged. We understood the pick at the time of what they were looking for, a big body to bring the football back. But I expected him to get better this year than what he was last year. He hasn't. He's no, gone he hasn't. backwards. Yeah. So. Well, I think his form... Part He's reflected to the Roosters. Roosters. So I give a little bit of slack, but he hasn't been good. I, I, defensively, they were a massive worry. That's errors, though. Just errors for him in the Roosters games. The amount of errors, and no one seems to flag it up. But Michael, again, will Gagai win more games this year with the Maroons? All the Knights. My money's on the Maroons. <coughs> Nats with the Blues winning game three. Well, I think we'll be lucky to win game three. Well, I reckon, again, when people say it, I think winning a dead row is harder for the team that has won it because they people Probably, say, oh, motivation's they, they don't drop their level. I'm like, oh, I disagree. Yes, they, do. they do drop their level. The intensity is gone because you've already got it in the bag. So, um, and especially in the fact that, again, and I'll say it again, in the, the Bulldogs, uh, sorry, the Broncos, the Cowboys, and the Storm are right at the top of the table. They the last thing they want to do is get injured. They contribute 12 players to Queensland. Yeah. There's five from the Cowboys who have six in total. They have Tom Howe, who's down in New South Wales rep. Yeah. There's five from the Broncos, and Melbourne only have two now. But that's still 12 from the top three, but top two, four sides. They're two best players. Yeah. <clears throat> so the last then, thing you want is them getting injured in a dead rubber. And 
Look, I think we've got to move to the point where we probably... Do you, do you agree with having a dead rubber? No, not really, but it's money. I've said it before, and everyone, I can understand why they have it. There's $7 million or something profit made out of the series, so they're not going to chuck it out the window. Mm. But when they were saying tonight, $30 is a good price with a wig and that, forget your crappy blue wig and your shirt, $30 is too much. You want to throw the gates open and you want people to come, they should be $10, $15 tickets, family passes for $40, something like that. If you want people to come watch your side in a game that means absolutely nothing, if you're at least not going to blood some players for the future to let yeah, them there should come be, have a look at something. There should be specific prices for dead rubber games. You want me to come watch that game even if I was here? I know we'll probably still go because we got our tickets. I, if, if I was an outsider... No, I, I, said, I said to my partner that if, if I wasn't taking... Um, obviously, Sean from England. And he, himself. We wouldn't go. Yeah. <clears throat> we and wouldn't go. The only, only way I'd want to go... And I wouldn't want to go, mate. Yeah, I'd rather sit here and have a few beers, if, have a pizza if you're a punter, and go to bed. If you're a punter, like I'm saying, or even us, the only way that makes me want to go to the ground is if we make those changes, those significant changes that Correct. get those four or five guys in, and then I'd want to go look at ground level as we do to see it all in action and how it comes together. Yeah. Yeah. You're not getting me there for a farewell for Paul Gallon. I don't care. No, but I'm sorry. By the time you drive in, you park, yeah. you pay I'm not, for parking... The inconvenience $30 of ticket. That's still not cheap enough to go watch what they're going to dish out. So. I, I think it's reasonable, but I, I tend to agree if it's dead rubber. Yeah. Uh, the Bucks start. Which players do you think are the NRL's biggest overachiever and underachiever based on talent versus premiership slash rep jerseys, etc.? Biggest overachiever? I, I think um, Corey Parker's a massive overachiever. Well, from what he came from, we talked about this last week. Bit of a slow start. Played in a good side. Developed his game over time. Yeah. He's been better the older he's gotten. The other one for me would be overachiever Cooper Cronk. He was oh, a Mr. Time. Fixer. Well, he's, a, he's still a robot now. He was a number 14. He's not naturally talented. He's uh, outstanding. He's a worker. Outstanding. Underachiever. I think we probably just highlighted one. I think Blake Ferguson's a bit of an underachiever. You want to throw one out only because he's played well the last two weeks for me is Tony Williams. I know yeah. that's hard to throw up, but the one year when he finally got it at Manly, that was scary. And when he played for Australia that year too, even in the Four Nations where we played, he was just an animal. What's he done since? He got, like, one more rep jersey, but it's just funny what happens when contracts come around, doesn't it? Like, right now, the last two weeks, I've kind of seen him running over people. How's that antenna again? I'm like, well, why now? They should sign him on rolling one-year deals from now on. Mm. So you can have half a million dollars every year, but guess what? You don't get any more than a year. See how motivated that keeps him. Yeah, definitely. Um, Who else? Over, underachiever. I'm trying to trying to think, obviously, off the top of my head. Uh, underachiever. I can't, <clears throat> I can't really think of too many. Williams, obviously, Williams and Blake Ferguson. I think Dugan, from an injury standpoint, he always seems to sort of get some form under his belt. Premierships is a hard one because generally they you associate that more with spine players, like really, really key players that haven't won it. Um, well, I mean, up until last year, if Thurston you doesn't could have said win that Thurston game at the NRL level, but definitely not at the rep level because he's got a million things at rep levels, golden boots, but he's got his premiership now or his second premiership. I think I, I honestly look at Greg Burt and I think he's underachieved. To, to his potential. Rep jersey's fine, but yeah, at club, I'm with you. Yeah, well, he hasn't really risen to any great heights at the Titans, hasn't taken them, you know, and Ricky Stewart went on this big, you know, rave and bat, uh, back padding session on, on Sunday after the game about how great Greg is and how good of a competitor he is, but the measure for me, and you said it before about leadership, is being able to lift your side and, um, you know, consistently... Well, being the finals, you want, you want Bird, highlight, has, Bird hasn't played in a finals game for the Titans. I don't think you want to highlight it, and I said it before, and I'll say it again. I probably find it harder to like the New South Wales players compared to Queensland, and I go for New South I'll Wales, and I'm bored. I hate. I literally did 
have a great distaste for some of the dudes that play for our side. Yeah. And I support the Blues. Yeah. That's how sad it is. But they're, then generally they're the ones that lead in our team. Yeah. Because I know what it's like being in a group, and that rubs off. And I'm, you see a couple of the younger blokes like Woods some weeks, I look at him, and the way he's carried, I'm like, well... He spends time with Farrah the last couple of years and they've well, and all these guys in camp. So that's Dave, example. Dave Clemmer goes and punches a wall. Yeah, after, after the game. The game. Well, and I mean, then, well, that would have been good on the field. That sort of aggression would have been good on the field. And and I, was, think, I also think we've got too many dumb players. But there was a bit in the paper and they're like, oh, you wonder how they got leaked. They're like, Cronk and a Queensland official. Oh, right. so like, you well, throw Cronk under the bus for it. So what? Because he didn't punch the wall because he had to do a drug test as well. Because no one came in and said, hey, who punched the wall? Yeah, but he's there for a drug it test as well. It would have been common knowledge. Everyone would have known who punched the yeah, frigging wall. You're not, you're not the only one doing the drug test. Oh, so it's why are you getting angry for? Danny Widler, quality journalism. He's doing one as well. So <laughs> what, what are you punching Alzheimer's and walls for? Joke. Point. Uh, yeah, that, that's a bit of a hard one to come off the top there, but there's a couple that we thought of. Good question, Buck Buckster. Yeah, good one. Luke Tomlin's the Sharks look off the last few weeks. Storm lost composure. Cowboys good, but not great. You see change in the top four ahead. Uh, the Bulldogs are kind of sitting there now. I haven't really looked at the draw, so I'm not 100% sure. But origin period, I don't think this one really needs too much answering, to be honest. The Sharks have won 11 in a row. They've got four. They look off, but they're still winning. Yeah, but they've got three or four guys in the origin, and they've Storm, won 11 in a row. Storm lost Storm composure. haven't had Munster or Grant yeah, for a couple of weeks. We also disagreed a little on this. I, I just thought the Tigers came good because the Storm had, had no football. 70 30 was the second half. Yeah. But again, lost composure, yeah, for one half, but we have no... I don't Munster. think they lost composure. No, no Munster, no Grant. If they lost composure, they would have... They, that rot would have continued. They would yeah. have lost the game. They they steadied themselves and won Good that game. Good sides do what they need to do. When it got within six, they iced it with the field goal, and yeah. then they got the penalty goal because the Tigers flipped out then and basically threw up the bin. Yeah. Cowboys, not great, but also six players in origin. Now Michael Morgan's out, so I don't know what else people could expect at this time of year. These teams are always... Got... I, I think the top four will... Broncos will be in there. I don't, I don't think the Bulldogs will be in there. Oh, I haven't looked at the draw. I could see them maybe holding that spot, but it all depends. I hope the Broncos do turn around. But, Luke, I think there's good reason for all these teams to be shaky, and it's heavy heavy origin involvement and injuries. So Yeah, and it's getting to the you know three-quarter pole of the season as well. It's a hard time of year for all the sides. Raymond Carlu, your mate. Bulldogs top four special. Is it only about the Bulldogs, oh, Raymond? Nothing else. Raimundo! Yeah, no, they're not. They're not top four specials, but they're a chance. They're a chance, you reckon? He, he reckons they're going to win seven games in a row. Seven games <laughs> through in a row. this period, yeah. Well, big yeah. Ray. Well, there's been a bit of an explosion. Yeah. I'm not. Uh, I'm not going to argue with the big man. Yeah, fair <laughs> enough. Jaden Morrell, the kicking game was way off. Stupid penalties and balls thrown at the sideline. New South Wales forwards got on top, only for the backs to spoil it with inexperience. Keep the same team. Uh, get the only... Oh, there's a bit of a mess here. Sorry. Only bringing Cordner, Graham, B, Moles and Dugan for Jackson, Walker, Fergo and one other. Well, you can't pick Cordner uh, unless he's healthy by then, but I doubt he will be. And I wouldn't think the Roosters are going to say, yeah, boy, you've got injured in origin. You can just go back and play yeah. origin. <laughs> Wade Graham, I agree. He should be in for the next game. He should be getting that back, one of the back row spots. Jackson should move to lock. I think Greg Bird should be Gornsky's. Brett Morris, I wouldn't throw back in. I think he's had his time in the sun as well. A wing is not really a big thing that I'm worried about. I'd put Tedesco. For yeah, well, Tedesco should be in that spot. Dugan, I'm fine with coming back in, but I think Leilua and Dugan should go in, and even Jennings might miss out. So, look, that's I, my thoughts. Based on what I saw and what I have seen, I, 
I think Jennings has had his time. Yeah, I'm with you. Sean Snowden, I personally feel Loza needs to work the interchange a lot better. Well, well we if, highlight, oh, well, I highlight yeah, it after Brock, game one. If you scroll down, mate, um, from a couple of weeks back, we've literally highlighted, Box has highlighted the interchange plan, and we both mentioned on the show there's absolutely nothing. You pick five middles, and he didn't do what you'd be expecting, which is a forward bombardment, so... Yeah. And, then, yeah, and then you get out on the field and you play solo on the sideline. You gave 20 minutes to Fafida, <laughs> then sat Woods, who plays longer minutes, for a 40-minute stint and played Tommy as a lock and then sat him for 40 minutes. So. I thought there was a point after about 20 to 25 minutes in Game 2 where Fafida had to come on and it was five minutes later on it again. Yeah. Oh, well, and it, well, that was around the period where Gagai had the intercept, yeah. they scored... I'm with you. Clement Fafita five minutes early, we needed to double up and go all out at them because we were breaking their back there. To me, Fafita's got to be the first man up. Oh, 100%. But they both needed to go, I think, at that one time just to keep the roll going. Yeah. And we didn't do it. We but didn't this obsession we're playing Woods for 30, I don't yeah. know what it is. Ridiculous. Nigel Proud, Leilu to left centre, Jack Bird right centre, Cardi on third side, Ennis Peets or Wallace on form to replace Farrell. Well, now you just have to pick Peets for future. He's the only one we've got. Yeah. A lot here, not really questions, more opinion. Michael Johnson, Tedesco instead of Jennings, and we might win that game. Well, I wouldn't put him in centre. He could probably play there, but on the wing or at fullback. Chris France, I don't like Daly as a coach, but all those knockers would be talking different today about the team if they'd scored those two tries they blew. Yeah, well, the point is, Chris, they didn't. They didn't, and they haven't. And for the point a long is, time. Chris, that we lost game one when we should have lost game one. We picked the wrong team for the last two years. He's had four series and won one, and the only series he won was when Cooper Cronk went off injured yeah, and broke his arm after 10 minutes. And we managed to just get over the line in Queensland. And so game, realistically, with their full side, yeah. we'd be 0 4. In game three, they hammered us again when he came back. I see his point. In the, yeah. You know, Jennings scores a different game, but well, not really, because we go down and make an error and they score anyway. They score. So. Yeah. Can't get out of our own way. Yeah. <clears throat> Matt French, we have to pick a team for game three that we think may be ready in 2018. Tedesco, Chaboyevich, Peets, Boyd, Leilua, Roberts, Cartwright, most importantly, Wade Graham must play. Frizzell uh, was excellent and must stay, as was Jack Bird. I think long and hard with Adam Reynolds is viewed as maybe the next long-term half, but otherwise bring in next-gen, maybe Caesar. Well, I'm happy with Reynolds, but we're very light in that area. But again, Tedesco is the main one. I think Peets deserves... His spot, yeah, we don't have I can't, else, I can't I really knife the halves, I've got to be honest. I, I can't knife the halves either I'd like because to. no one's playing better than him. I'd like to, but um, I can't. I'd love to as well, but yeah. No, I, I, just in that, you know, if, if needed, I'd be critical, but I, I can't really be critical. And as we've said halves. it before, as much as everyone rips on Mitchell Pierce, Mitchell Pierce at best form of club is what I mean. probably if, the if best Pierce half is in the side. Pierce in the side, all this, everyone would be it's from Pierce. Yeah. No one's getting into Maloney or Reynolds. If it literally sit back and look at our options, on best form at club, he's probably the best half we I think do he have, is which is sad. And um, Austin's been quieter this year with injuries. Caesar's been quieter this year. All those, no one's blowing you out of the water. But, like, people go, oh, sack this person and pick something. Like, who are you picking? Yeah. We're, that's where we're in at. In the halves. We're, yeah. Fullbacks are no-brainer. I think we could squeeze both of them in if we really wanted to. We, we're spoiled there. I think it's a no-brainer. We and back row, etc. And uh, Brendan Hunter, time to start looking to the future. Tedesco game, a little Pete Thorne to come to the side. Yep, so lots of origin opinion, we agree. Andrew James Maidens, pick a side and stick with it. Let the team bond and figure out everyone's strength and weaknesses. Queens have been dominant because they've had the same team basically for 10 years. We don't chop and change every bloody game. New South Wales selectors at fault. Well, I disagree because their spine, again, is ridiculously better than ours and the rest of the pieces accentuate what's around it and the right players have been picked. We still don't even pick the right players around our spine which is horrible. So you can't just pick and stick. Mm. Well, the fact that he said, let the team scroll down again, let the team bond, 
Um, well, this team's been around And then for... work out everyone's strengths and weaknesses. You should be picking the side based on what their strengths, strengths and, and weaknesses, weaknesses are. are. Yeah. Don't find out once you get into camp. No. There's, and again, their spine is outstanding and they've built around it and they've accentuated it by picking the right pieces. We can't even pick the right pieces or the right spine in the first place. Yeah. Um, we never pick on form. We always seem to pick late or just completely ignore somebody who deserves to be there. Ian Stanmore, I can't support Laurie Daly as a New South Wales coach anymore. Picked a squad that I thought was our strongest in years and just used them all wrong. I'd be calling Ivan Cleary if I was in New South Wales Rugby League. I'd agree with you, but I, I think he'd want an NRL job, not the New South Wales gig. He's fairly young in, in terms of that kind of job. Uh, he also felt every time we are trying to shift the ball last night, Gallon would get in the way and kill the movement. Surely game three should be Josh Jackson moved to lock and Frisell and Graham on the edge as well. Yeah, we've just said That's that. basically what I'm after. Um, Jackson agrees to be there. He's earned his place. He's played well. But agree and agree. He's not a back row. Michael Thompson, Ferner coach with Garland leaving after this year. <laughs> wow. Time to clean out. <laughs> so to get the young guys like Shane no. Cartwright, Ryan James uh, in next year. You need to show us over the next 10 weeks you want it. Well, I agree with a couple of players, but not Ferner But coach. over the next 10 weeks, they're not going to be looking at Origin. No. Their club footy is their big dog. Yeah. Adam Bain, why does Morgan come on midway through the first half? Jay Bird. Yeah, yet Jay Adam. Bird comes on with 15 minutes to go. WTF, can he do... What the fuck? Yeah, what can he do in 15 minutes in debut against Queensland when they have the momentum? It's a disgrace. Love Daly as a player, but please, next coach must be Cleary. If you can turn the Warriors around, he can fix the Blues. Rizal was awesome, and Jackson and Moylan tried hard. Queensland too good against poor coaching and subpar halves. Mm. Well, I think also the person who sits above Daly... Has uh, well, you know, every New South Wales coach in the last ten years has got the chop, haven't they? But he's avoided it, so not sure how that works. You can't, keep, you can't keep sacking middle management when a business is going up the shit. You great, look at the top. Great you? players don't make good coaches all the time. Freddie Fitler, great player, but one year and at the Roosters and Mate. he put Braith and Astro at fullback. So oh, that's all you need to know. Great decision. Yeah, Sean Chan. My God, we're all hammering New South Wales tonight. Everyone's got oh. an opinion. At times, we look like the dogs attack. Forward passing to forward and not actually get, actually going forward. Surely Daly has to go. <laughs> uh, understand letting him go and giving next coach a crack in game three just to get systems up in place. But I feel like three weeks wouldn't be enough time to set it up. Frizzell was a beast. Jackson was good in D. Also, our attack was a fair bit better with Gallant off the field. Um, he's as tough as anyone, but the coach needs to put his foot down and let him know he's not the playmaker and stop staff from the attack. Well, that's half the problem. We talk about selfish when he's like, I'm not selfish. All these guys, they're all about themselves. They're not yeah. a team. We, yeah. we don't, we, we're not a team at all. That's the biggest issue. Uh, and we have to support these bastards, unfortunately. Chris Crow, it's hard because there isn't any dominant halves out there for New South Wales like Queensland have. Well, we've touched on that. The spine, uh, bar probably fullback, we're, we're pretty light on. Blues had good field position and quick play the ball where you want your halves taking over. And Gallup would get in between and taking it up. Oh, Gal. Cop that gal. He's just getting by <laughs> everyone. This happens to often. JT and Cronk and even Cam Smith wouldn't be letting this happen, but uh, looks like on the outside, Farrah was okay last night, but still thinking this is better. Gallon and Gredberg run the team. Two forwards and a hooker overplaying. New South Wales have weapons, just missed an experienced half, and a coach was strong enough to control his senior players. Well, a good coach wouldn't pick him in the first place, but... Correct. Yeah. Tom Jenkins, the team is fine. Maybe a few minor changes, but the reality is we can't match that talent that is Queensland. They have a couple... Uh, they have more than half the Australian team. Well, they've got 12 players, so that's more than half, no doubt. Giving these kids a couple of matches and then dropping after a series loss is just stupid. It's going to take time. With Gallon moving on, hopefully Greg Bird too. Freeze Graham can slot in. A few more games and be right up there. 
wow, yeah. this is really not questionable. This is just hammering New South Wales. Oh. This is brilliant. <clears throat> I like the aggressiveness, but a few of them need to make controlled decisions. This is Andrew Pointer, particularly Woods and Fafita. Some of their newer guys were fantastic. Again, Mansour needs to have that five jersey down, and Frizzell needs to be picked every time. Hard to argue with a lot Mate, of this. This is still gut. <clears throat> there's, there's not no questions. This is just get angry at New South Wales. Bloodbath. Everyone's just hammering. Jay Burnham for Jennings. This is Andrew Wales. Pete's in Faraway. Graham on the bench. I do think Gale deserves his final game. Senior Townsend or Josh Reynolds in for Adam Reynolds. Got to use the bench more. It's got to be Townsend. If Reynolds is out, Adam Reynolds is out. It's got to yeah. be Townsend. Well, form again. We're talking about yeah. regardless of whinging about our options. If you're going to pick on form, um, he was good again on the weekend for the Sharks. Got through and should have won the game and goal point. Ben Barber had some stick on his hands crossed. Absolutely. Roberts and Ryan James are standby players. James consistent deserves it. Nigel Huntley, wow, he's got a big one here. Getting angry again, Nigel. Love it. New South Wales don't play the team. Boom. Thank you. Love what was that? Don't play, New South Wales don't play as a team. No, they don't. Thank you. One guy passes the ball to the next, and it's up to them to create their own space and pass the ball on. Queensland run, set plays. Oh, wow. I've been reading the wrong thing the whole time. That's why. Good times. Ha-ha. <laughs> Love it. Well, we appreciate all your feedback, guys. That was the New South Wales review that Brock put up. I've been reading the wrong oh, thing. Mate. <laughs> oh, mate. Free, that's free, uh, free minutes for the, for the fans. That's yeah, three minutes. You might as well keep finishing it. Finish it then. Yeah, well, all right, might as well. I've got basically the whole bloody thing. New South Wales review. Yeah, he's right here, Queensland. Sorry for all the Queenslanders out there. They, yeah. they'd be they they'd have, they'd have the KY jelly out, oh, wouldn't they? Enjoy this, surely. <laughs> he's one hundred percent right here. Talking about the block plot plays, Queensland. Oh, we just play sideline to sideline. They're playing team driven stuff, and everything's well structured. New South Wales' best chance is second phase, one hundred percent. That's why they picked that Ford pack for, but they don't use it. And Kevin Walters owns it too. He's like, yeah, mate, I don't really do much coaching. This side's very good, so yeah. I just let them well, let them do what they need to do. The last few points are all basically the same. So I'll actually, get into the questions now. Why do teams struggle to play for the eighty minutes? This is Sandy Hunter. <clears throat> they get to a good lead and then struggle to maintain that momentum. Mental toughness or lack of commitment amongst players. Well, possession is a massive one. Uh, and it changes comfort as well. When sometimes when people feel the game is there, they just switch off a little bit. You drop your intensity, and at that level, you get punished. Yeah. Yep. Dan Gerritsen, Raiders set up Austin and Seas on the same side. A lot more versus the Titans. Is this a better option than giving Austin his own side? Did it make his choices to run past easier? Austin seemed to be more decisive than any other point this season. Dan, outstanding observation. Yeah, and he's not, a, he's not a great ball player. And he's not a great kicker. Um, football. And this is something that we've highlighted uh, from Canberra games, obviously throughout the year at different stages, in the fact that Blake Austin does struggle to organise, and it, it's much better if Caesar can be that link man for him and get him some width and obviously straighten the play up and... Um, set it up for him on the outside, so it, it does. It makes absolute sense, and they look a lot. They well, they do look a lot more dangerous when that happens. Yeah, and we've said it all the time. I like to see halves link up. Halves should definitely. Link up. I don't like when they play one side of the field. Yeah. Russell Hart, the War Chest funds are being brought up for semi, but shouldn't uh, go to him. Managers fault, not the NRLs. What would you like to see the War Chest be spent on? Nothing, nothing, because no one deserves nothing. that advantage. No. Um, if they want to give ambassadorial money for people for countries or something like that, that's all well and good. Um, but at this point, I'd say stuff sent me everything we're hearing. He got the Australian jersey, got a little bit extra cabbage, and he wants more, and his manager is the one who... He signed the him. deal. Yeah, but his manager, again, stiff like, shit. all of them. Too bad by both of them. So, and then, okay, so we give semi money, and then what happens? Every player threatens to leave. Yeah. Every player, you know, tries to... Gets on a plane and says, "I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna do whatever." No, anyway, it's rubbish. No one gets a hold of a gun to the game. It's, uh, I'm no. with you there. Uh, Legend of Turf Broncos went to the Origin period undefeated last year. What's the difference this time around? And was Maguire having a meeting, not a party, after the dogs smashed them? 
Oh, look, the Broncos, they've had obviously played better teams. And it just depends on what players get picked from which clubs and who you run into and the travel well, and the turnarounds. And there's a whole heap of things that go into it. This year they've had a couple of injuries, not major. And their players, their non-origin players, haven't played well. No, simple. And last year their non-origin players were more experienced guys. This year they've played yeah. a few young kids who have done a pretty good job. Uh, as far as the individual performance, but, but as far as the team have, and whole, you would have up, expected Hunt and Milford to really lead them through this period. They, they haven't. Have. They've played ordinary. Yeah, Amanda, great show, guys. Thank you very much. Uh, apart from Cooper Cronk, who do you think are the best organising halves in the comp? Lots of halves uh, playing great off the cuff, but I don't see too many barking orders like Cronk. Well, that's oh, a good observation. There's none better. There's no doubt about that. Um, he lives off structure. He's basically a robot. Well, I think. If you watch uh, the, the Sharks closely, um, Chad Townsend's doing a good job pushing them around. Yeah. Um, James Maloney's a good talker, usually. Um, I think Adam Reynolds is a, is a good talker. Pierce is growing in that. There's a lot of guys that talk. But I think you've hit the nail on the Cox's head with the Shark pair. The best. I think the Shark pair with the way they play with their forwards, especially Townsend. Townsend's done a really good job this year. And you watch you watch Sean Johnson. He does a lot of pointing and pushing. and mm. you know, There's a lot of guys out there that do it. Obviously, Thurston's outstanding as well. Yeah. Um, well, Joey said it a few weeks ago on, I heard him on Triple M just talking about watching him or it might have been Matty it was, I think it was Matty after they played the double header um, he went up there to commentate on the Cowboys Storm game he was just saying that you know how much talking that Thurston and organising he does on the field and yeah. his ability to you know organise organise something two or three plays ahead so um, but good observation, Amanda. Yeah, Nigel Huntley. Huntley's hate life reinstallment number two. Love oh, it. Excellent. Uh, starting times on Thursday nights from a fan's perspective, do you think eight to ten game times are appropriate for Thursdays? No. Nah, well, it's not, but it's all about advertising dollars. <laughs> oh, it's I'm, all about TV. It's all about TV. I'm fairly certain the kickoff time is Channel 9's call for Thursday night football. I'd suggest put a current affair into one of the other two channels, Channel 9 run, and start the footy at 7 p.m. on 9. But I'm sure the old women and men that actually give a shit about a neighbour's <laughs> dispute over who cut down the other person's tree. I'm not even aware of Jem. Uh, or go and write a letter of complaint with their feathered pens. So maybe no one can broadcast the first half on other channels, then switch. I think 10pm is too late for kids, and the crowd most likely won't be at home in bed until 12am and have to get up for it. Yeah, uh, agree. Agree. If you're going to the game, it's a no-brainer. For TV, it's still too late. Same as Origin. Yeah. Wednesday night, it's too late. 100%. Agree. And then when they eat Origins are frigging 20-minute half time these days. Yeah. Oh, that's a G-up. Good work. I love his rants. Keep yeah. them coming. Nigel, love your work. Excellent. Yeah, Danny. Greg Milburn, have the Sharks peaked too early? No. There's still plenty of time. Well, left. they'll have a lull. Bloody hell. You can, we can answer that when they get knocked out. Yeah. It's way too if early. If they get knocked out. There's still nine or ten games left. So, yeah. I'm not reading too much into that right now. And sure. I think at the moment they probably aren't playing that well, but they're still winning. No, still winning. They'll have a flat spot. I'm yeah. sure they will. What happened to the live streams? Oh, well, it's been harder the last few weeks of work. We'll do a live stream next week before I leave. Uh, Sean, we'll do one of them. If Morgan is out, who would you pick on the Queensland bench? Who do you think they will and would you toy with the idea of not having a utility? Well, I'm oh, sure... I wouldn't, I wouldn't pick you. They'd too. love to pick Milford or somebody like that, but none of them can be selected. Ben mm-hmm. Hunt can't be picked. Uh, Daily Chair Evans is really the only guy they could pick for the utility. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Do your role because all those other guys are suspended, and I wouldn't pick him. No, um, I'd probably pick another forward. But as to who that is, I'd pick Ethan Light just because they brought him to camp. I'd give him a game. Yeah. Why not? At least they're doing that already. They've blooded out Skagai and a couple other guys in their team. I'd put Ethan, a young guy. Ethan Lowe was game one. I think Gav no, Cooper he was, was in the camp just then. Yeah, but Gav Cooper was eighth man yeah. game one. I think he wasn't. Uh, Gavin Cooper was eighth man for two, but you saw on the night Lowe was the only one in the sheds. He was there as well. Okay. So. I don't have an... Well, you'd probably say low because... Low's younger. a young bloke. Just put him on the bench. Yeah. Um, again, they, they've started the blooding for the future. Why not pick another bloke? Raymond, you already said. Top four specials. Uh, they're hanging around, but I don't think they'll be there. Chris Hughes. Is McCulloch going to make enough of a difference that they turn at the Broncos around in time for the finals? Well, he definitely makes a difference. He's massively underrated, again, when I talk about ruck control and holding their middle together defensively. Mm-hmm. He does a hell of a lot of work um, and helps those forwards out because they're not a big side. That was Chris Hughes. Steve Elmer, last one. Predictions for final top eight at round 26. Well, you pencil in. We've got our top four. Sharks and Storm, I still reckon, will be one and two. Cowboys, Broncos, Dogs, Raiders. And then those last two spots is a toss-up between probably Penrith, I think. I think I think Penrith will be there. Penrith get in there. Um, and then I think maybe the Warriors. Well, or you're the, looking at or the Dragons. probably three teams, Dragons, Titans, Warriors. Yeah. Well, I'd hope the Warriors get in for mine or yeah. the Titans. I don't want to see the Dragons. Agree. Um, that's just me because they're bad at football, as you would say. Oh, they are. But that looks almost like everything. I'll just that's do us. a quick refresh. But we'll start things uh, off with the reviews of the games to finish things up before we head into Mr. Gossip. And what have I got? What have I got? What have I got? Penrith versus South. That's where I'm starting. Sorry. The eyes just left me for a minute. It's on holidays already. 28-26, the Panthers. Uh, looking at this one, youth and exuberance is basically what I took out of this. They're playing that loose football. Yardage errors, pushing the pass, coming out. Just some terrible clean drops and self-applied pressure, really. I think that's the only reason South are in the game. Yeah. I think Souths look a little bit better. They South turned... weren't in the game, really. Like, I thought when, they, when Penrith wanted to grind with them, South probably got on top a little bit, but when Penrith went up a gear uh, and, you know, challenged them on the edges, they went, to me, it looked like they could score at will. And then at the end, they just took their foot off the pedal. I, I thought the scoreline flooded South. Well, they just inflicted punishment on themselves, Penrith. Penrith did. That's Especially right. inside 20, but yeah. The only highlights for me for South, I think GI looks a lot better. It was 20, 28-14 at the 75th minute. Yeah. But errors killed him. I think G.I. looks a lot better in the centres. Has played pretty well. Yeah. Uh, I think Cody Walker's been a real fine this year. He has. Been really good. And John Sutton, I'll give a rap to. They looked a lot better structure-wise, and he got their forwards going better. Turned them under. A lot more direction for the side with him there. Um, so he's been good coming back. But oh, Chris Gresnell for Penrith was good. Oh, yeah. Give and, it to... In Cartwright, everyone, I'll bit. give the rap for the try assist, but defensively, again, there was some poor stuff. Moylan was good on the ball, but clearly, I thought I thought it was Moylan's best game of the year. I thought the three for me, who I would have given my 3-2-1 if you were just picking Penrith 3-2-1, I would have went Cleary, Merrin, and Latu. Latu I was thought good. Cleary was brilliant. I thought Latu was good, and Merrin worked his ass off. He yeah. punched over 200 and just... He was involved in everything. He, he's grown as the year's gone on. 
I think um, the origin snub might be the best thing that's happened to Trent Merrin. Yeah, more control and yardage is a big thing for me for Penrith. I like the way they like to play their footy and live on the edge a little bit, but coming out of yardage, just be a little bit smarter, a little more selective. To me, Merrin's just, you know, almost a clone of Fafita in the fact that he can offload. Obviously, he's not the same player, but he's very, very close to it. Um, so I, I can't understand why he's not on the origin side. Ahead yeah. of either Woods or Clemmer for more. Well, the Panthers next week, they play the Tigers away, or this week, sorry, and South there at home to the Cowboys. So a tough assignment there. Newcastle Dragons, we don't need to spend much time on this as always. 22-6 halftime says it all. It was all one way, same old. Uh, Benji, yeah, he controlled things, but he played the Dragons. Ewan Aiken, I thought was pretty good. Rain rolled through the ruck, but what do you expect? It's probably yeah. the, big, the big thing I look for in these games is when young blokes are playing. There's a guy I really liked and I wanted to see earlier, host, and I whinged that McGregor was picking him and not using him. Since he's been starting, I think he's played well. He's gone well. Um, he's 20s eligible. I think he's got a bit of a future. Yeah. Um, Newcastle side of things, Ross, that try. Outstanding. Yeah. And the fact that they they competed. They always do. They competed. And the good thing again... Yeah, but I mean, on the scoreboard, they competed. They he, always compete. He wanted, the he wanted to bring in guys that are going to work hard. So I was happy to see Barnett play you know, pretty well as well. And Scored a good try. Gagai, Safidi, all these guys are trying. And Matauti, like I said, was the big one for me. Week to week now, I think he's been a lot better. Yeah. Um, I hopefully, in the next couple of years, when they do build a side, he gets back to the heights of seeing get a kangaroo's jersey, but... Overall, you can't read too much no, of their games. 30-18. Next week, the Dragons play Manly. Uh, doesn't get any easier for Newcastle, but the last time they had a win or a draw was Canberra. So yeah. I'm sure Canberra want to do a number on this yeah, time. Right? But yeah, Cronulla, 19-18 over the Warriors. This was a great game. I really enjoyed it. New Zealand started well. The Sharks may have been a little flat. You'd expect that. Uh, they went after their left edge a little bit, I thought. And the big moment, realistically, when the Warriors looked like they are in control was conceding points late before half-time, letting the Sharks back in front, and John O'Wright just dropping that ball. He scores yeah. that try, and things maybe reflect a little bit differently, but Sharks come out second half, take control, give full credit to the Warriors again. In a tough circumstance, usually we don't see them fight back. They got themselves even, 18 um, all. Golden Point Barber drops one clean when Townsend goes through, but um, I full credit to the Warriors. I, I wanted to tip them. I wasn't. I didn't have a whole lot of confidence they would do what they did, but I was happy to see them play tough and happier to see Luke play better. Fussy too was really good at fullback and Simon Mannering. Still, I could be a little bit critical about some of their decisions in Golden Point. Yeah. Some passes that went to ground, some execution in terms of trying to kick field goals, setting up, etc., etc. But yeah. the beautiful thing for the Warriors is that they competed. If they if they maintain that sort of form until the end of the year, they will be in the eight. Yeah. And especially the challenge is, but is this period of the year they always do this and they yeah. always. Fall we away. say it every week. Now you've brought it up with Parramatta dropping out. It makes it more Ninth. likely they can grab that spot. Yeah. So right now it's basically. Them Ninth trying to in. track down the Dragons. That's the side and the Titans. Yeah. They got and it and week I think to week. Clearly, they're better than both those sides. And speaking paper. of that, this week they play the Titans, so they beat them and they jump. And if Manly do them a favour and beat the Dragons, they're right in that tussle again for that yeah. spot. So uh, the Cronulla side of things, they played Parramatta this week. And wrapping up for them, I thought Innocent for Fida were huge for them. Oh, After really. Origin, Fafita was massive. Innocent best player. Townsend again, though, off the ball. Lots of little stuff you don't see. Having a really good year. Happy to see him uh, back at the club that shouldn't have let him go in the first place, to yeah. be honest. Dogs 40-14 to 14 over the Broncos. Let's not sugarcoat it. It was a bash-up. Um, I think in commentary, they'll give it credit to Brisbane in the first half. Yeah. I thought they were barely holding on. Brisbane 
got smashed physically. Yeah, 12-4, they were barely holding on, so I don't know why they were getting credit. And the second half, it spilled over. It just exploded. They absolutely killed them through the middle. The quick play of the balls. 53 missed tackles by the Broncos. Crazy. Um, just terrible. Opachak getting hurt early doesn't help. You never want to reshuffle a centre, like with a back row and that, to get Nick Arima on. But I'm not making any excuses. There's a lack of intent there. The dog's pack. When you've got blokes running 200, 150 metres, like five or six guys, that tells you all you need to know. Absolutely. The middle was weak. The Bulldogs were good. They expanded their attack. Yeah. Hop Whitey um, was really good again. And like I said, Rona and Morris on that left were really good as a pair. I like Rona playing centre. That's what he came through playing the juniors. Him getting more football. Definitely big enough for it. He shouldn't be on the wing now. He doesn't get enough quality ball. Yeah. Give him the ball in the centres. He looks like bored it. out there too. Yeah. And T-Rex, I've said it before, it's good to see him coming to some form, but it's sad it's taken a contract yeah. year three years to do it. Doing nothing. Um, you, you've collected $1.5 million, but you better earn the last five hundred because it's contract time. So. Yeah. Uh, interesting to see how, where that ends up going. But Broncos need to rethink more supports, more tips. They're too negative inside their own well, half. They need to get back to their defensive ways. Well, really. that in particular is what kept them in games. Tidy that up. They're getting killed in the yardage tackle, at the moment. Their tackle come on the back of that. Fifth tackle options are poor, but they can't get out of their own end. And those two tie together. Yeah. Their set finishes and their sets in general have been awful. But they play Melbourne this week at home. Big game for them. They haven't beat Melbourne since 2009. Oh, um, well, there you go. That's a fair streak. And on the flip side of that, the Doggies, they play the Roosters. They get Pierce and a couple of blokes back. But you couldn't trust the Roosters as far as you could throw them. Dogs should really be looking to put a stamp on what they did last week. Raiders. 30-22 over your mob, the Titans. Um, didn't look good early on. They conceded a soft try to Vaughan in the third minute. But a decent response with Nene going up and grabbing that ball. That was a decent mark. But overall, they did trade a couple of tries early on, but it got harder. You had a couple of guys off for concussion tests, and Greg Bird obviously facilitating things quite poorly. But Well, you can almost look at that as a difference in the game. I thought Canberra were clearly better, but yeah. the stupidity to have a player off for 10 minutes at a crucial time mm. wasn't ideal. But we both tipped Canberra. I expected Canberra to win because I just think they're a better team. The Titans, again, competed. Can't ask for much more than that yeah. based on the roster they've got. Well, the pack pack for Canberra was all right, but I think the big moment, again, that really decided the game, when Hodgson was down and they had the number and they went to shift to score in that corner, when Lee takes that ball away to make a 30-10, that's game. Yeah. Um, they score there. That was their last hope. But again, score there. It's a, it's a 50-50 game. We call out Ryan James every week. I thought he played well again. And this is the difference. This is what you need to do if you want to get a rep jersey. Yeah. You don't earn it off one game or playing a game against a bad side. You string together football. He scored like five tries in a couple of weeks. Well, to see. Yeah. He's got to play like that to the end of the year. Oh, I'm with you. But with what we're facing in game three and not being happy with a lot of the guys there. <laughs> you pick him for game three? I think Campbell, Gillard and him are probably the leading two for me for New South Wales if you're going to pick two young front rows. Yeah. Um, that's just my opinion. But yeah. Yeah. Canberra, um, yeah, they were pretty good. White on the side with a few errors, but they've got a few concerns of their own coming up this week. They've got Baptiste and Hodgson both have to pass concussion protocol. I think Hodgson's had a couple of head knocks this year. Yeah, If that is the case... He Clyde, runs through doors, that bloke. Yeah, sure does. <coughs> Great bloke. Uh, if that happens this week, it's funny how things work out. Adam Clydesdale, who they got from Newcastle, will get to play his old club. So oh. um, They've named one to seven at the moment, but interesting to see what happens there. Titans, Nathan Davis, horrible leg break, and your favourite, William Zillman, <coughs> comes back to replace So They've got the Warriors in New Zealand. That's not easy, but that's probably one they need to win, like we said. That's a trading places kind of thing for the end of the year. Yeah. Very important. And Canberra play Newcastle. This is one of those games that they usually blow. This should be a lobby. They need, to, they need to slam this home, and then they get the Cowboys without origin players. They'll be 10 wins with a draw then. If the Dragons that should be put- them in the eight. 30 on Newcastle. The Raiders should put 50 on them. They should put 60 on them the way they attack. 
Storm, 29-20 over the Tigers. Game of two halves, really. First half, Melbourne strangled them, controlled the ball, had all the possession, much like the Tigers did in the second. I thought Taylor Harris was awesome. Um, Smith and Cronk controlled things. No Green and Munster again, but we went 11 from 11. That's why we got the 26-0. Second half, complete opposite. Couldn't hold the football. Couldn't get out of our own end. We can, Melbourne conceded six penalties in a row, and the Tigers went 11 from 11. Yeah. What else do you need to know? Um, well, they, yeah, they looked strong, and that's where the game was lost. And I still period. throw it out again, though. They look better with that Farrah. Good ball to their halves, early ball, and Tedesco, the focal point for well, the Well, I don't think it's so much Farrah. It's just the way that Farrah plays. He needs to distribute the ball. He doesn't distribute the ball. That's what I'm saying. Without him there, I can understand even more now why he bought Ballon. Ballon's the ideal nine for the way yeah. they want to play their game. Make your tackles, dish the football. Simple. Do your job. Yeah. Um, but they know, again... Those two as halves facilitating. If things break down, Tedesco's your safety. We've got too much money invested in their spine. Yeah, well, now they're talking, and I don't agree with as much as I love him, giving Teddy a five-year, million-dollar-year deal. Uh, deal. Like for a guy who's had the injuries he's had, I love him, but I couldn't give a five-year deal. No. That's suicide. Three. Uh, absolute insanity. But the Tigers, oh, well, the one downside, I think, come out of this for Melbourne is they lose Nelson Solomono, who's been great for eight weeks now. Um, but the Tigers play Penrith this week. That's a big game for them to stay in the hunt. And Penrith again, they're in that little cluster. Storm play Broncos. Broncos are definitely going to bounce back. Last one of the round, Cowboys, Manly, 30-26, 18-4 uh, And I thought Manly were pretty solid, to be honest. Yeah, they were. Um, I thought Cowboys just played with their food, put them away late. <laughs> yeah, and Coop had some good moments in the first half. My God, second half errors and drop ball and... They really struggled, or Manly really isolated in that period when they had those three starters off the field. When yeah. Scott Tamalolo yeah, and Tamal were off, they made a real point to get at the Cowboys in that period. And when they had ball, uh, Vave, he got called out by Barrett at the start of the year. He's been great. Yeah. He was really good. Jake Javoyevich, Tom Javoyevich, you could talk about him each week. I still think Jake doesn't get anywhere near enough credit. He's a great player. No, he was their best, probably. And well, him and Vave were the best two in the middle. We've both got hate on Cherry Evans, but I thought that was close to his best game this year around his injuries. And I don't hate on him. I just... He grubbed it. Don't, I don't rate his backflip. Tamalola, though, next level. Uh, one thing we spoke about last night, you can't have cost Jason in Granville for me. It doesn't work. Granville's been average this year, and he's getting benched a lot, and I'm, I'm not a fan of the way he's being used. And I just think they're better off having another middle or someone like Asiata who is versatile. If they got really desperate and someone needed to play nine, uh, I think he can do the job, to be honest. I know that sounds crazy because yeah. he's a forward, but the pass he's got on him... I see your point. I just, it yeah. worked worked for the grand final year, so Green's going to stick with it. Well, I see your point. I just, yeah. I'm, I'm Last a, year, I mean, grand final day, He didn't all, play all, I, all I said was, you know, they need a grand ball back on the field, and he well, overplayed. Man, you were blowing up about it for 40 minutes. Yeah. And then when so, he got back on, he was just outstanding. I, I totally get your point. Yeah. Oh, well, that wraps up our reviews. Well, I had Queensland, New South Wales after that, but we've spoken about that we plenty did. and we gave your opinions. But uh, that's your questions, our fast fire reviews of all the games. Now just got to give a bit of love to Kaizen. Sports Performance Boxhead, was that week six you did this week? Week six, four weeks to go. So last night was a good night, actually. Yeah, good night. It was. You had uh, any other guests down? Uh, yeah, we had Josh Hall down last night from the Panthers. The Gold Coast Suns. Yep, yep. the AFL man. So he came down and did a little bit of stuff with the outside backs. So, yeah, it was good. Good night, all in all. And Rugby League Coaching Manual, you had that article from last yeah, month still out now? Last month, yeah. So you'll be able to get that if you sign up as a foundation member. There you go. But you need to keep your eyes all open. If you're interested in Kaizen or Rugby League Coaching Manual, you can go on rlcm.com.au. 
but Kaiser Sports Performances are providing a 10-week rugby league skill-based academy for players aged 12 to 17 in the Western Sydney District. Running on Monday nights, Kaizen understands that all athletes physically develop differently, although in order to progress to higher levels in rugby league, there needs to be a strong foundation of skill. Players will be exposed to a number of high-performance coaches to coach the highest level of skill development. The Kaizen 10-Week Academy is the perfect program for the aspiring players to learn from the best, to be the best they can be. For inquiries, go with kaizensports.com or check them out on Facebook at Kaizen Sports. Kaizen is spelled K-A-I. Z-E-N, and you need to keep your eyes open for their Summer Academy. It is coming soon, so keep your eyes on Facebook for all activity. And Rugby League Coaching Manual. As a rugby league coach, you have many different jobs. Some include being a mentor, a teacher, a leader, a counsellor, and a drill sergeant. One of the most important roles as a coach is getting the best out of your players. If you are there to get the best out of your players, who is there to get the best out of you? You know who it is. It's Rugby League Coaching Manual. They've been providing educational material to coaches since '93 to their flagship publication, Coach Talk, DVDs, and uh, drill books as well. All of this material is now available online through your very own RLCM membership, which gives you access to hundreds of articles and videos on coaching rugby league. In addition to this, you also receive access to online courses and invitation to the monthly coaching webinar, plus a new edition of Coach Talk every month. To start your 30-day free trial, just visit rlcm.com.au and join as a foundation member today. And we have to thank WilliamHill.com coming up now with Mr. Gossip. We'll do our tips and give the odds brought to you by WilliamHill.com. We had a win on the charity bet last week. I yeah, we had Queensland, I, had, uh, didn't we? I wanted Queensland 1 to 12 and it came up. So. so a bit of more coverage. They won by 10, I think, didn't they? 26-16, I think it was. Yeah, yeah I think so. Yeah. And so. I had the 24-14, so I wasn't far away. Yeah, Pick pretty close. Pretty close. But, yeah, that's all your questions answered. Our fast five reviews of the games. Thank you, Kaizen. Thank you, Rugby League Coach Emmanuel. Thank you, William Hill. Now it is time to talk to Mr. Gossip. Now it's time for your weekly dose of goss from Mr. Gossip. And we are back for another week with Mr. Gossip and much happier watching a Panther side get a W, another heart. Uh, wrenching performance, but good to see Nathan Cleary, mate, doing very well. Yeah, he's doing really well. I, I like how the certain media outlets now are calling the Panthers the cardiac kick because that's exactly what happens every every week for us Panther fans. But yeah, look, Nathan's doing such a fantastic job. Uh, he's third game in first grade, taken on the line, and it's been a long time for Panthers fans uh, when we've seen a half take on the line, probably probably back to sort of Craig Gower days. But um, look, it looks good. Hopefully we can keep him for a lot longer. Uh, I think he's contracted for the next two years, but um, yeah, hopefully no one else snaps him up. And I, saw something, I saw something today that he um, he signed again today for a, lot, a longer deal, I think. That already happened a couple wow. of weeks ago, didn't it? <clears throat> yeah, until the end of 2019, yeah, I think, or already, 2020. That already happened. Wow. Okay. Yeah, a couple of weeks ago, I caught the video... <laughs> of their new, obviously, facility. The new thing is now you get your plaque when you join the top 25. They upgrade him immediately in the top 25, and he signed a 2019, and they handed him his... Uh, I think it's now 2020. Locker room plaque. Well, Christ, they must have wow. stacked up some cash on the end of it or something. Well, but, yeah, good. Yeah, that day they wow. made effort to get the video of him. If Fisher Harris really he's not, day, he's not going to be money-hungry either. I know, Nath, he's he'll be very, very happy to stay in Penrith and play in Penrith, so... Um, he wants to give a little bit back, I think, which is good. Yeah, hopefully Nick Belarus can keep his brown paper bags away from him. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, from what I know of Nath, that, that it won't interest him. Honestly, it, it, it wouldn't really matter. It wouldn't really matter as long as he's playing first grade. He's he's just a footy head. He's he's a bit of a footy nerd. Um, Louis just said it, summed it up perfectly. He's a forty year old in a twenty year old's body. Yeah. So. Well, we deal with a lot of these young blokes that we've coached the last few years. That Gen Y kids are a completely different breed, but you rarely find one that's got a bit of an old head on young shoulders. He's definitely the opposite of what a lot of these kids are now. That's for sure. Yeah. He is. And patience, one thing a lot of them don't have anymore. Well, he's the most intelligent that I've run into, and I. I had him 16s, 18s, 20s, and I haven't met many smarter in my time there. So. Yeah, and you couldn't give more positives to a kid. But, mate, what's cooking? You've just floated something about Kieran Foran that we haven't seen, but what else is going on in the gossip world? Yeah, guys, I guess, look, we'll start with Parramatta and, and the, the hot news off the press, I guess, is all about Kieran Foran. Um, the club hasn't issued a statement as yet, but um, it's rumoured that they have issued uh, Kieran Foran with a breach notice. That breach notice uh, is basically for failure to turn up to team events, uh, for rehab sessions, things like that. So, look, it's the curse continues for, for a Parramatta half, and you know, Kieran Foran definitely had a season uh, to forget. I know he's had injuries and a few off-field problems, but uh, wow, who could have predicted this? Well, they're just imploding, aren't they? They, they can't help themselves. They can't get out, out of their own way. Look, if Kieran has failed to turn up to meetings, um, etc., etc., that's fine. He deserves to be breached, but keep it out of the public light. I'll tell you what, I'm not... I know he's, it's only a two-year deal and the other two were the option in his favour, but surely they wouldn't be trying to, you know, maybe overstep the boundary and push him out after the shoulder and his issues, you wouldn't think. It's just a year he's got to forget, really, isn't it? It's, yeah. I can't believe how it's unravelled for Kieran Foran. Um, unbelievable. Well, we spoke about it just before we went on air. Everyone, since I've been alive, and I didn't really get to see the Peter Sterling, uh, play or much of that team but everyone that seems to play in the halves for Parramatta regardless how things were going before they arrived things just seem to hit the skids well I'm the same I, you know my earliest recollections of understanding footy I guess is when you get to sort of 10, 11 years old and Parramatta in, at that stage Sterling had retired so it's just been a, it's been a merry-go-round ever since mm. so and, and the drama continues at Parra oh, Jesus Christ good old Parra yeah yeah, still on Paro, guys, and we spoke about Sammy uh, last week and all the reports we've seen in the media and, and, and the club are saying that he's back this Wednesday. But, uh, look, it, it came out this morning that um, the French rugby club are offering him anywhere up to $35,000 per week tax-free money um, to stay in France, or not to stay in France, but to go to France. Um, look, I know he will come back to the NRL, um, but he will be coming back kicking and screaming. He's thrown his blanky out of the pram, he's not happy to be back, so why on earth would we want him to be honest um, I, I just, I, I would let him go personally, I'd like to get your thoughts on it boys, but look, we've, we just gave the bloke an Australian jumper, he said he, he's loyal to the game and now he wants to nick off to France, so um, he's shown his loyalty, I, I think we should let him go. I think stiff shit he should come back, should honour his contract I do sign the contract so I do the don't, be a, bill. don't be a grub, come I'd... back and honour it, and in the end, he's only letting down, you know, the kids who's bought, who've bought his jerseys, the fans of Parramatta. I mean, it really, it doesn't really hurt the Parramatta players. I know everyone will harp on, oh, you know, mates, mates, but realistically, it's a business at that level. Yeah. So they'll just, someone will roll off the conveyor belt and semi will be forgotten within 12 months. But I think it's a, it's a real stick in the ground in terms of the validity of contracts. I know we've been over it, you know, we've been running the show now for yeah. three and a half years and we've been over it every year. There's been someone that's backflipped on a contract or has walked out or has done who, what and whatever but we've finally got someone in in Todd Greenberg who understands footy 
he's, he's got, been he's through really, this too. Well, he's really, really good. This is probably an early, um, you know, test for him in his tenure. He's got to, he's got to come up with the goods here and be really, really strong. This is his situation that happened with Sonny Bill, where he got played by NASA and he was gone skis, and they took him to court and got damages for it. I just put it down simply: if you don't come back, you signed for yay many years. This is what's left. You're banned for life from the NRL, and we want full amount paid back what if that? you're going to go. Yeah. And I'm going to say it, and I'll say it again. He's come over here. He's barely English-speaking. He's probably got his things together. Yeah, I'm sure he's got stuff off the field. But the person to blame in all of this, and they're in everybody's ear, is his manager. Mm. He shouldn't have taken, and that's his fault. He should sack the bloke if he doesn't like where he's at at the moment. He shouldn't have stitched him up with a four-year deal that wasn't worth a lot of money, which has essentially got him locked in now. If he was smart, he would have either got him more money or he would have went short-term, played the way he has right now, and then gone for big money. So it's his manager's fault. He's got no, no I, one to blame. I get, I get where you're coming from. I, I totally blame him. He's, he's, oh, he's he, boarding, he he's boarding the hand that's feeding But his manager's... All, what do you think the manager's doing? He's the one dishing all this stuff. I get that. I get that. He took the, end, the deal. Semi makes the decisions, and Semi's got to live by the decisions. Yeah, that, he's the, he's the one who's fished all this out, so do a better job in the first place. I'd sack my representation, but it's his own fault. Yeah, 100%. But I mean, you know, what, what percentage of people are on more than 250000 a year that listen to this show? Not no, many, no. you know what I mean. So but it's a bit at of the a, same time for someone that came over with nothing. I still understand to be jumping up and down about earning two hundred and fifty quid a year. Limited window and I what, get all what's that. on offer, I get, get that. But if you want to whinge about it, whinge to your manager who took a four year deal instead of getting your short term one where you could have boosted yourself up. But either way, the ship sailed. He signed the contract as well. He knew damn well what he was signing on for. Yeah. So I mean, you know, in the end, I blame him, and he's got no one to blame but himself. There's no, there's no point. Um, bitching and kicking and screaming about it. Come back, honour your contract. If you want to go to French rugby after that, go for it. Good it's time. disappointing to see. I don't know if you saw the Fafida interview today. I think it was with Fox Sports. He was asked about Sammy, and he said that um, he'd pack his bags and leave straight away. And Who said that? Andrew Fafida said that? Correct. What a clown. Absolute yeah. clown. Yeah. 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 Surprising, isn't it? Well, Ridiculous. It's a business, like I said. So what do you think? They're all yeah, thinking. But that's, that's not business. Businesses can't run like they that. All, they all hear that figure. That's all I'm getting at. And they're, they're flipping out. Of course they all want 35000 tax for a week. So, But again, if your representation was smarter, he, he would you would have known what you had on in, on your hands as far as a player and a product and what he was going to be well, worth. The, the that's other side like of this, from my perspective, is give me, give me someone, an NRL player, that's left for rugby that hasn't come back and hated it. Oh, plenty of them have come back. <laughs> They all have. They've all come back. None of none of them have stayed in Union, apart from Craig Wing. But Craig Wing went to Japanese rugby. He was a, he had Union that. roots and all that sort of stuff through him. And he just seems like a pretty genuine bloke, Craig Wing. I think he just needed a culture change. But outside of him, they all come back. All the ones that leave now leave earlier and generally aren't in. You know, haven't made the impression Sammy has anyway. Like to Kelly Navarro is doing quite good, I think, over there. But he didn't even play first grade. That's what I'm saying. So someone you know, that was a successful first grader. That was it, it doesn't you know, happen very often anymore. A, a rugby league man that's gone to Union and hasn't come back. They will yeah. come back. But his but his roots are in Union anyway. He played sevens first. Well, good luck to him if he, so. if, he go, if he wants to go. Yeah. But don't bitch and moan about pay your contract out or something. There's got to be a consequence if he wants out. Mm. Yeah, not much loyalty in the game anymore, boys. But um, I'll go on to the next story we've got here, and and this is tremendous loyalty. Josh Mansour, um, he came through the Bulldog system as a young kid. Uh, was then signed by South Sydney, played in the junior systems there, couldn't get into grade. Penrith bought him basically as they were rebuilding in, in 2012, and since he joined Penrith, he's, he's played for Australia, he's now played for New South Wales. Two years ago, he knocked back a, a huge a huge deal from the Raiders, 
up to about 150000 a year. Um, and he's just signed with the Panthers for another two years, also rejecting a big offer from the Roosters to put less money. So it's great to see that um, there is some loyalty back in the game. Oh, outstanding. And uh, he's been great, and he's played his best football at Penrith. What would you move? I mean, you're splitting hairs, really. I, again, once you get past a certain amount of money, like how much money is too much money? Uh-huh. I mean, you want to be happy, money, settled, happiness, playing in a good side. You want the package deal. The best facility in the game. Yeah. I mean, why would you leave? Money and happiness. And again, he hasn't taken a massive long-term deal. So smart by him and his manager. Two years, if he keeps playing well, I'm sure next time around, if he's doing the right thing, he might say this time, you either pay up or I do have to, you know, kind of cash in. So That's fine. But he's sticking where he is. He had to fight through the South Juniors there. He played 20s there. And but I think, got see, stuck I think in that's cup, more of a, He's done very, very well since he's been a parent. That's more of a manager mentality. I don't think players think like that. They just, they, if they're happy, they're comfortable, they like the coach, they like the players, they're going to stay. No. You know, and for, as a, from a coach, coach's perspective, you just want to create that environment so people do want to stay. I mean, and then the rest of it just takes care of itself. Yeah, fair enough. Mm. Yeah. All right, still quickly on the Panthers. Boys, I don't know if you've seen much of um, Hardacre, but uh, we all know now that he's, he's coming to Panthers. He's, on a, he's over here now, actually. So, um, you guys, what do you make of him? Well, I've watched a heap of him because I follow Leeds, obviously. Um, last year, outstanding. Year before, steady. This year, steady. But, I mean, the side's been, been really uh, poor. Like, Leeds are on the bottom of the, the Super League. They won all three trophies last year. Uh, and some key players have left there. So, I don't know. I'm going to hold my cards on this one. I think potentially he could be very good. Um, he, I, I believe he's a better footballer than Sam Tompkins, who was a flop over here. I never um, But I, uh, yeah, I'm saying he's better than Tompkins. I think he is too. Um, look, I'm not sure how it'll go. Um, but, uh, I mean, Penrith, this is a really smart recruitment decision from Penrith. I mean, well, it's they, a free they roll really, of the dice. It is. You get exactly rid of a bloke right. who you don't want there, who's not going to be here anyway, that you're not a good coach massive wedge for. And you pick up their version of the Dallium for the rest of the season. Yeah. He might play centre or wing, most likely. He's not going to play, play everywhere. But you're going to get a quick look at whether he's worthwhile talking to, and then you can talk to Leeds about maybe the negotiation for him, bring it down because you've scratched their back in letting them get Segar early. And say, I don't know. Okay, so are, we, are we saying that that fee still exists if they want well, him after he this year? signed year? like a fight. You know what they're like over there. They sign these stupid deals till 2020 and beyond. They're going to want money still. I don't know. This is six I months. Thought, I would have thought that this was just done I, deal. I don't, they they, want to get I don't think of... they're going to give up $600,000 or £300,000 for a, you know, a 10 game yeah, stint. They've got Seguiara. They've got Seguiara, but that's still not their problem that he's got a contract for four I'd more be, years. I'd be surprised if they have to pay anything. Because after that, he's free. So I don't think they're going to. Switch the bait for nothing. I reckon after that, we'll it'll, happens, it'll be a renegotiation. Yeah, it's, it's smart, smart business. It's, it's I mean, free it's a free business. Role. Daily yeah. M player version over there. Free run. If it works out, oh, I hope we'll, it goes yeah. well. I, I hope, hope it does. He's a Leeds. Oh, you know, I'd like to see a Leeds player go well at Penrith. Definitely. Yeah, for those listeners that haven't seen him, he's, he's predominantly a fullback, that's correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. fullback. I'd probably compare, if I was going to compare him to somebody, I'd kind of look at him a little bit like Dugan as far as being a really good ball runner. There's, there's a bit of ball playing there. A little bit, yeah, he's a little bit smaller yeah. physically. There's more more ball playing than Josh, but he's just he's predominantly a ball runner. You know, that's probably the best part of his game, but he has saved some cracker tries over there as well. He's, mm-hmm. he's pretty good at finding his way there. At, uh, he's handy. It's just hard to line up the form over there and how he'll yeah. go here. I mean, you look at Josh Hodgson, I didn't really think a lot of him when I when I saw him in the Super League and then he was obviously a... you throw him in here and he's a standout. So it's really hard to know how cohesively he's going to fit into the Penrith side, fit in with the halves um, and how they're going to complement each other. But um, I think it's a smart decision. 
yeah, no off season for him, so it'd be interesting to see how he goes. Um, all right, boys. Um, Warriors announced today that utility Jeff Robson uh, has been granted early release, compassionate leave, coming back to Sydney. He's, I think he's with his wife and child, I think, are in Sydney. So an interesting one. I, I don't know what club would pick him up. Maybe, God, everyone says the Knights, but, you know, they've already got a, a busted half at the moment. So um, you guys see anywhere for Robson to go? Too old? or No, I think this point in time, he went well, over there, his um, family stayed. St George? Nah, I'd say game over. This time of year, even with the mid-year transfer, I just, yeah, I think get uh, everything's done for Robson, I'd say. West Tigers? He doesn't want to move. He, right. he didn't want to move his family there. They stayed behind, so if it's not happening to Warriors, it's not happening at all. Okay. Yeah, they're the only two that I could think that have got a little bit of a halves pickle. Yeah, well, I don't, I don't think you'd see them really. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm I'm just, yeah, that's yeah. your opinion. I'm just saying I'm thinking I'm, of I mean, possible, I mean beyond possible options. Yeah, they're the, the only two that are... Well, Newcastle. I'm more looking... He's the obvious standout. Next year, no one's going to want him basically where he's at. So I don't think he's going to bother for the last six months or ten games. That's just mm. what I'm thinking. All right. All right, boys, the last one of the night. Uh, Cowboys. They look set to sign Jordan McLean, who's currently on 200k at the moment at the Storm. Um, the Cowboys are apparently offering around four fifty to five hundred k, so a big, a big bump up in pay for Jordan. That's good. I'm a fan of oh, Jordan McLean, but yeah. Christ Almighty, that's decent pay rise. Just from I think, this, I, think he'll, I think he'll go close to playing Origin. I think this is his first like consistently solid year, but I don't know if I'd be willing to How show old is it? A year younger than me, I think twenty five maybe. Is he that old? But he's had different. <laughs> I, I thought he was early 20s. He's, nah, he's had three or four. No, but four. I mean, from a front rower's perspective, you're probably looking 22, 23, you want to see there's something. A, uh, there's a good reason he's on low money. Melbourne, from 18 to 22, he tore his hamstring off the bone four times. Mm. So they stuck by him the whole time and rehabbed and rehabbed and rehabbed, hoping that eventually he'd get to the point he's at now. I like what he's doing this year. Yeah, I do too. This one year's not enough for me to want to pay half a million dollars, though. Um, well, yeah. that's just if they, leftover, if, leftover stub cash they've got from Tarmo, yeah? Tarmo. Well, yeah, they, they still it. haven't locked up O'Neill and all that yet, have they? They've still got... Still, if, you, if, you're getting, if you're telling me that we can get um, McLean for 300k less than Tarmo, mm-hmm. I'd take that. And, and you don't have a choice in whether you're keeping Tarmo. You know, like, Tarmo's gone. No, you know we've got 700k. We'll pay Jordan McLean 400, 450. I'm okay with that. Yeah, as long as it's not five. five I think five's pushing it a bit. Mm. 400, I'd definitely do the business. Yeah. But I wouldn't go any higher than four. Just 400. That's your yeah. that's your price. Four. You do the business. Yeah. There you go, ladies. 400. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That wraps that up. So the tips, mate. Uh, last week, you got six. You went the... the oh, well, technically, we all got... Actually, no, wait. Yeah, no, I did. Yeah, I, I, done, I did mate. count Origin. It's all good. There was only seven games. I confused myself. But Origin was in there. So you got the Titans game. Wrong... Out of the short and round, man. You said they were specials. Put the mockers on. Yeah, did yourself in there, but you got six. We both got seven. We all tipped Queens, and obviously, Brock, you got the man of the match as well. You picked Smith. I oh, know. Um, I'm all over it this year. Scoreline was a bit closer, but uh, that changes things to you're on 82 gossip, I'm on 81. Brock's on 86, so literally it changed nothing. The gaps are basically the same as they've always been. Flying. And uh, we'll do the odds as well. Why we do this from WilliamHill.com. If you're going to have a bet on the NRL or any sport, make sure you do it with William Hill. The first game this round. Thursday is the Roosters versus the Doggies this week. Mitchell Pearce is back, along with Blake Ferguson and Garrett, obviously, from Origin. Manu drops out, uh, and Madison's on an extended bench. On the dog side of things, they get Eastwood and Fire Talat Mariner back and have an extended bench. 
Uh, the Roosters, I've just given up on, to be honest. So yeah. I'm going to stick with the Bulldogs. Yeah, Bulldogs. They were much better last week. The Bulldogs, that's the best I've seen them play since probably the 2012 Grand Final. Yeah, Bulldogs easy one, I think, boys. They start to build towards the end of the year, the Bulldogs. Yeah, well, I think we're all there. And William Hill is two a dollar forty-seven for the Dogs, two seventy for the Roosters, minus six the line. One to twelve Chooks, four twenty-five, three ten Dogs, thirteen plus Chooks, six fifteen, two sixty-five Dogs. Friday night Broncos and Storm usually a cracker game, but I don't think they've beaten the Storm since two thousand and nine or something like that. That's the, the hoodoo at this point in time. Uh, Alex Glenn, Andrew McCulloch, he's the massive in that I don't think anyone's given anywhere near enough credit to. Lachlan Marina, also including Eden out, Herman Assisi's out, and Tom Upperchak. Uh, they've named Nickarima in the centres, but highly doubt that's going to stay that way. On the flip side, Melbourne, they've got an extended bench with Curtis Scott, Matt White, and Slade Griffin. Asafa Solomono is out for eight weeks, and they haven't named Green or Munster for once, so that probably means they are going to play. With that being said, I'm going to stick with Melbourne. Uh, I'm going to tip Brisbane, just based on the fact that Munster and Green aren't there, and Bellamy's playing Ducks and Drake, so who knows whether they're going to play or not. But I'm going to pick it on the teams named, and, yeah, I'm going the Bronx. Yeah, well, I think I'll go to the Storm, lads. Um, I just can't get a handle on the Bronx. I don't know what's going wrong there, guys. It just it seems like a bit of a schmozzle at the moment. Well, I think the nine's a massive part of it. But oh, getting in, even when he was there before, it. I thought they were still struggling. So I think they were, but they were still winning. They are way too negative coming out of yardage, and then fifth tackle options, and just Ben Hunt and even Milford yeah, in general we, have gone we, cold. So. It's just that people have worked them out. We said that in the grand final last year. How compressed they were in yardage was just ridiculous. Well, against a massive side of the weekend, they're it's coming like, out one out and just asking for it. Yeah, it's the stupidest thing I've ever seen. But there's a lot of people that have gone. Like even Milford to me has gone cold. That one play was good the other night. Yeah. But halves, I mean, now it's, it's a week, like a week and a half after Origin before they have to play. And they were talking that Glenn is playing, but he's not 100%, and they were thinking about pushing Kahu. I wouldn't be risking anyone. They're not like completely locked into the finals, but I don't think it's time to push the panic button. They're locked in start the risking. They're definites for the finals. Yeah, but I'm saying it's, not, it's not the time three. to be risking players, is what I'm saying. No, I agree. If you could, if you lose two or three and you've got a couple injuries like you well, do... Well, you, you, you might see late withdrawals, so we'll see what happens. So well, I think the teams named in this and the teams that run out are going to be totally different. Well, they're the favourites with William Hill, $1.65, the Broncos, Melbourne, two twenty five, and I'll be taking a bar of that. Minus three and a half is the line. One to 12, Broncos, three ten, three fifty Storm. 13 plus Broncos, three twenty five fifty the Storm. Super Saturday kicks off. Your Titans are in New Zealand against the Warriors. I don't think there was any changes by Nathan Davis. He obviously had that bad leg break. Your favourite, Will Zillman, he's back in. John O'Wright, rightfully out. Andrew McFadden, give yourself a triple that you sat to Imalo Lola here on the bench instead of John O'Wright, who dropped a, a ball. Well, all he had to do was catch it and get out of the trial line. Good first grade. It doesn't, doesn't, uh, doesn't surprise me. But uh, in this one, pretty simple. I'm sticking with the Warriors. I thought they're unlucky to lose last week, and they showed a hell of a lot of fights uh, over yeah, there. I'm, I'm going to go to the Warriors. It's during Origin. Yeah, yeah, it's time they tend to, to win these days. I'm going to go to the Warriors as well. The Warriors, they are the favourites. A dollar forty-five with William Hill, two seventy-five. The Titans minus six and a half. The line one to twelve. Warriors three ten, four thirty-five. Titans thirteen plus two fifty-five. Warriors six fifty for the Gold Coast. Panthers and Tigers. Tigers almost getting back into things last week. Good second half. Penrith, as he said, cardiac kids trying to throw one away again, but got the job done. Robbie Farah's back in, so that means they're probably going to lose. On the flip side, Sam McKendry. <laughs> 
extended bench from <laughs> he returns on an extended bench but no other changes I'm sticking with Penrith because every time Robbie Farrow's where's this game at it's at ANZ Stadium really look I'll, I'll stick with Penrith but geez, I'm gonna I was close to going to the Tigers do it no I'll go yeah. Penrith as a fan guys of, of respective clubs you, you know when your team is due for a loss don't you the Tigers will win I'm still not happy with the Panthers' defence, especially on the edges. And um, I think the Tigers, if, if the ball sticks and they play like they did last week and throw the ball around, I think the Panthers' defence will be able to match it. So I'm tipping the Tigers, and I guess you could say an upset. They're both a bit Jekyll and Hyde, aren't they? Yeah, they're Jekyll and Hyde, yeah. but still, I, I like what I see from Penrith a lot more than I do from the Tigers. But they are the outsiders with William Hill, so a bit of value for you there. Gossip, 235, the Tigers, $1.60. The Panthers minus four the line. One to twelve the Tigers four oh five. One to twelve Panthers three ten. Thirteen plus Tigers five fifteen and three ten for the Panthers. The Sharkies at the prison against Parramatta, uh, who have been a little bit better than their last few starts, despite being a bit flat after obviously the World Cup crashing down and looking at the lineup. So this one they get Fecky back in, so that's a big in, helps out a lot in yardage on the other side of things. Jennings returns in the centers. And uh, Cody Nelson comes onto the bench for Kaiser Pritchard. I'm going to stick with the Sharkies and think that they break their all-time record, win 12 in a row. But I think Parramatta will be tough, to be honest. Yeah, Sharks will win, definitely. Yeah, I'm going to pick the Sharks as well. Um, but they're going to have to lose sooner or later, one would think. And I, I reckon it's be against the side that. Uh, yeah, I just I you can't. You don't think win. That's yeah, the vibe I'm not, getting. I can't not tip them. How do you tip Parramatta? And, and last week, like I said, I was iffy on. I wanted the Warriors and the Dogs. I, I wish I would have went the Dogs now, but yeah, they they've eked out a few close ones on this streak. It's got to come eventually. But they are the favourites. A dollar twenty nine with William Hill, three sixty for the Eels, minus ten the line. One to twelve Sharks, three dollars five twenty five Eels, thirteen plus the Sharks, two fifteen ten dollars the Eels. Canberra versus Newcastle. My God. They've named 1-17 to 17 again, uh, Canberra, but apparently Baptiste, Hodgson, a few guys have got to get through concussion tests. Either way, it's not going to make a difference. Uh, unchanged for the first time in a long time. Newcastle on the flip side, but you can't back them. They're unbackable. Yeah, Canberra, just win. Yeah, they're so far off the pace, Newcastle. You can't tip them. Yeah, and the odds, as usual, massive $7 for Newcastle, $1.10, so bank interest for the Raiders, minus 20 and a half. The line one to twelve Canberra four fifty nine seventy five Newcastle thirteen plus Canberra dollar thirty five twenty six dollars thirteen plus for Newcastle. Are they, are they still a chance of making the eight Newcastle? No, one win. Cousin yeah. Gary, I'm cousin just, Gary, come on, mate. Wherever you are, <laughs> you can stop listening now. The season's yeah. over. Twelve and a half start for Newcastle. If you like multi value and you want to shoot yourself in the face, three dollars. So oh. good times. South Sydney play the Cowboys on Sunday as well. Uh, Patrick Kafusi is out. Ray Thompson moves in to play six there. Michael Morgan obviously out for a couple of weeks. On the flip side, Reynolds and Jack Goslowski come back into the side. Ed Murphy, Patrice Ciolo out. Couldn't touch South with a 10-foot pole. I think things are a little bit better, and I give a big rap to John Sutton. I think he's made a big difference as he's come back, but I'll stick with the Cowboys. It's in Darwin, I think, this game, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Barlow, Park. Barlow Park. Oh, no, it's not Darwin. It's Kansas. Or something. No, it's somewhere. Somewhere foreign. Uh, look, I'll tip the Cowboys. It's up close enough to where they are, and Souths are just bad at football. <laughs> yeah, Souths were better last week, guys, and and, and uh, Cowboys only just just beat Manly on Monday night to a short turnaround. I'd love to tip the Bunnies. I was going to go on upset, but I think the Cowboys would just be too good for them up there, but uh, I think it'll be a close one. It'll be interesting to see what the odds are. 
Yeah. If well, you, um, if, seriously, if you tipped South then, we would have had to give you a week off, I reckon. <laughs> yeah. Just just to have a think about what you've done. Bit of personal space to think about what's going on. But uh, you want to know the odds? A dollar thirty five by the Cowboys with William Hill, three twenty for South, minus eight and a half the line, one to twelve South, four seventy five, three oh five the Cows, thirteen plus South is eight dollars two thirty. The Cows and the round finishes off Manly versus St. George. My God. I gouge myself. Matt Wright comes in on an extended bench. Tarek Sims comes back on, and Will Matthews is named 18th man. That was one of the better performances from Manly. Uh, they showed a bit of fight against the Cowboys. And Zach Brookvale, this is the last chance I'm going to give them because St. George, I think, are bad at football. Uh, they're both bad at football, really, but uh, I'm going to go Manly. Wow. This is a yuck game. Yeah, I'll go, I'm going to go the Dragons, but with absolutely no confidence at all. Yeah, it is a hard one to pick. Uh, for Trent Barrett's sake, like, I hope they get a win. Manly fans have already started um, Twitter trends and hashtags of Sack Barrett, so uh, <laughs> the pressure's on the guy. So, But well, I've got to go to the Dragons, um, Manly, although they were better against the Cowboys, so I just, I don't know, I just can't see them doing it. All the Manly fans are selling their grand final tickets that they bought at the start Go on, of the you clowns. Yeah. Well, $1.60 are Manly, two thirty-five are the Dragons, minus four. Is the line one to twelve manly three ten four oh five the dragons thirteen plus manly three ten five fifteen the dragons so that's our tips a couple of different Brock's on the Broncos we're both on the Storm you've gone the Tigers we're on the Panthers Goss uh, and that last game I've got manly on the Dragons so possibility for a few small changes we'll see what happens but those odds brought to you by WilliamHill.com if you're going to have a bet on the NRL or any sport. Make sure you do it with William Hill. Forget about these dinosaur agencies where you have to ring up and bet live. Oh, who wants to do that? You can do it on your phone. <laughs> live betting. Very dangerous for a deviant such as myself, but thank you, William Hill. And thank you, Gossip. Thanks, Charm. Thanks, brothers. Um, looking forward to this weekend's footy and go the Panthers. Mate, fingers crossed they get a win against the Tigers and hopefully Melbourne can continue their hoodoo over the Brisbane Broncos. But have a good one, mate, and we'll talk to you next week. You, you beauty. Thanks, guys. And a big thanks goes to Mr. Gossip. If you want to catch up with him on Facebook, just type in NRL Gossip or at Twitter. His handle is at NRL Gossip. And that wraps us up for another week. Fast five from us, questions answered, games reviewed. We've got to thank Rugby League Coaching Manual, Kaizen Sports Performance, and WilliamHill.com. Most importantly, and our charity bet this week, I'm eyeing off the Melbourne Storm at $2.25. He's named, oh, this is Craig Bellamy, Munster and Green the last few weeks. This week he hasn't. I've got a sneaky feeling there'll be last-minute inclusion. So I'm going to take Melbourne, who have beaten Brisbane, haven't lost to them since 2009, at $2.25. $100 on, a possible $125 return. But for now, enjoy your week and enjoy your rugby league. Bring it on. Give us more. Give us more. Where are you going? Where you, what, 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 what's going on here? Is that it? Is that it?
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.